panda's trying to get in. <laughs> One sec, hold for panda. Panda, it's okay. Go to bed. There's a very logical explanation for all this. Hi everyone and welcome to the Who's Your Mommy podcast. My name is Abby Elsethagen. And my name is Grace Ward. In this podcast we explore bisexuality, gender roles, and early 2000s media and the role it's played on our lives. And we also talk a lot about Linda Cardellini. Linda Cardellini, we love you. Please follow us on Instagram. Please follow us. Hey again, we just wanted to give one little warning before we jump into the show that we do talk about PG-13 and R-rated stuff on here, but we promise we will warn you if we're about to get into some X-rated content. We might not tell you every time we're about to say the word fuck, but we will warn you anytime we're about to get into some deep shit. Enjoy the show. This is actually technically not the episode that is our We're Back episode. Um, So at the time we're recording this, we haven't released an episode for like five months. Has it been five months? I don't think so. Three? Yeah, like three months. Three months. Three months. Um, It's been a while. Our last episode was Fern Gully? No, Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia, yeah. I forgot we recorded that. Mm -hmm. It's a total fever dream. I don't even think I watched Mamma Mia to prepare for it. Did you? It was the original Vibe Friday. (laughs) This is, um, it's Mommy Monday. Abby, how have you been? What the fuck have you been up to? Dude, I've been okay. (laughs) (laughs) You've been. I've been. Mercury's in retrograde. Mercury is in retrograde, and I found that out yesterday. And the second I found out, I immediately texted Grace in all caps, Mercury is in retrograde. That's what's going on. I can feel it. Like, I don't want to be that bitch who's like, I can feel it, but I can feel it. I can feel it. It's kicking my ass. Mm -hmm. Men are ridiculous. Men are ridiculous. Men have the audacity right Cancel now. Cancel men. Men do have the audacity. I don't know what's up with them. Like, the thing about men is that they don't have menstrual struggles, cycles, but they do, like, they cycle. And then they're all synced up. All of them. I saw a TikTok the other day that was talking about how the workday is designed around a man's hormonal cycle. Because their cycles go day to day. So they, like, have the most energy, like, in the middle of the day and, like, in the morning's and then they like taper off at night Mm -hmm. whereas women their cycles are like a month long or 28 days long Mm -hmm. if you don't know that i really i really hope that's not the first time you're hearing that Um, what but women's cycles are 28 days long so like the whole work week month all of that is like designed around men it's not not designed for men or for women there's i've been thinking a lot about that too because i've had a lot of conversations uh I'm not anti-COVID vaccine, let me make that clear. But a lot of conversations with people about how the coronavirus um, vaccine changed their cycle and, like, had impacts on their menstrual health. And that's so interesting to me because I'm like, okay, I'm I'm absolutely willing to, like, withstand this annoyance to, like, you know, to have my vaccine. But it really just feels like there could have been better studies done of, like, how this was going to affect me. My boobs both grew. Yeah. (laughs) I I now have one D cup and one B cup. Like So dumb. Every single person I know skipped their first period after they got the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or uh, the cramps get worse. The cramps. Or the cramps go away. Yeah. Or the bleeding gets inconsistent. So weird. (laughs) Mercury being in retrograde has thrown off my whole week. We haven't recorded for like months because I've had three jobs. Yes. And this was the first week that my one job did kind of feel like three jobs. Yeah. Where I was like, wow, they just really filled in all that extra time I had available. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Your one job is three jobs. So it's more like you were working five jobs. Yeah, I spend, I feel like I spend a lot of time pacing around being like, what do I even do next? Like, it's so overwhelming. <laughs> like, where do I go from the here? The amount of things. I had to drive to the county police station three times in one day last week. Crazy. I'm supposed to go on a vacation next week, though. Actually, to Disneyland yeah. for my first time. So we'll see how the vacation goes. I'm starting to get a little stressed about it because because everything feels behind or broken or wrong. And it's like, what are you manifesting this week? It's a Mommy Monday, right? Yes. Yeah. It's, a, it's a Mommy Monday. And this Mommy Monday, I am manifesting that everybody in this world just chills the fuck out. Yeah. That was really good. <laughs> I'm manifesting cuddles. <laughs> I just need to be a little, like, I just want to be a marshmallow and just squish around. Like, you just need to be, like, wrapped up in a blanket like a burrito and mm-hmm. then laid on top of, of like, a bed. A or bed. Brandon. Like, whichever is like, closer. I worded that weird. Like, have somebody just, like, lay directly yeah. on top of you like a weighted mm-hmm. blanket. Sometimes that's literally exactly what I need. Yeah. I'll be like, Brandon, I just need you to, like, put your full body weight on me. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a TikTok about that. Also, I went viral on TikTok this week. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so dumb. It wasn't even a good TikTok. Like, I wish... I thought I, it was good. I'm funny. Yeah. Like, I'm funnier than that TikTok, though. And it has, like, almost 300,000 views. It's kind of point. insane. And I'm like, no. <laughs> it wasn't even funny. <laughs> like, it just makes me so annoyed. Because it's... It's just so dumb. TikTok's such a dumb little app. But we, we've been making Who's Your Mommy TikToks, so... We've been trying. Go follow us on, mm-hmm. on TikTok. I think on it's TikTok? at Who's Your Mommy Pod. I didn't know we had a TikTok just for we us. We do. That's so exciting. But yes. you should come follow us on TikTok um, because we're there. Uh, I was in a play that was on tour for like two months mm-hmm. this spring and the it, TikTok the crocodile was in it. <laughs> um, and it really like, it's humbling to have like 300 children yelling TikTok, TikTok at you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been yelled at by so many children. <laughs> um <sighs> life dude life has been so wild my job like recently has been so incredibly boring for like the last two weeks and I keep asking my like boss can I do this project he was like oh we'll do it later we'll do it later and then this week he was finally like yeah okay you can work on it so I'm like sick I have something to like fill my free time with at work and then all of a sudden shit just hit the fan and the rest of my job was super stressful so now I'm like answering emails and working on this project and doing like 8,000 things at once and everybody wants something from me. And on Friday, I literally don't think I went more than 10 minutes without receiving an email. Yeah. I I was told recently that my job was that I just got handed a can of worms and my job was to open it. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's really what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Capitalism, y'all. Someone commented on one of my TikToks that was, she was like, the lack of analysis of capitalism here is shocking. And I was like, I don't want to analyze it. It makes me sad. Don't make me analyze it, please. Like, let me analyze the Winx Club. Mm Mm-hmm. Speaking of great segues. Speaking of great segues. Okay, wait, there is one more thing I wanted to talk about. Because one of your other TikToks, I saw this girl comment on it and she was like, 
how did you get a job with a theater degree that's not in the field? And I was like, bestie, I hate to break it to you. It is. A it is in job. the field. <laughs> the crazy part about my job is that it is a job in nonprofit art. Yeah. Um, I work at a theater, but like, I really just don't spend very much time thinking about theater. I spend a lot of time thinking about policy <laughs> <laughs> and taxes. Oh my God. The other day, I think it was our technical director, Sam, was in my office and I had tax papers everywhere mm -hmm. and I was like sorry about the mess in here it looks like the IRA threw up in my office I meant to say the IRS um the IRA is the Irish Republican Army yes it is <laughs> and he was like what <laughs> it was so lame I was like oh my god come on ma'am that's so funny <laughs> get it together I love that both of us are like the only something in our office yep like I'm the only woman and you're the only, like, person who knows how to use a computer. I guess I am, yeah. <laughs> you know, my coworkers are actually really competent people, but every once in a while, I'm like, what? And I don't mean competent in, like, a sarcastic way. I mean, like, they know how to do what they're doing, mm -hmm. but then sometimes they don't. Yeah. And it's really funny when they don't. I, it makes me laugh, but I can't laugh in their faces. Except I hate making Zoom links for people. Yeah. Making Zoom links is such a pain in the ass. And sending calendar invites to people. It's the most stressful part of my job is sending calendar invites to people and then having them be like, I have an Outlook email. This calendar invite won't work. I'm like, shockingly, sir, it will. <laughs> <laughs> the computer will convert it for you. The computer is smart. <laughs> so, Abby, what are we talking about today? We're talking about a show that up until three days ago, I had never seen before. We're talking about the motherfucking Wings Club. Yes. I'm so, so excited for this episode because I feel like it's something I've been talking about since like inception and I've just been like, how could we even pull off a Wings Club episode? There's so much of it. And then we were going to do it as a Vibe Friday. So we were going to do just like a 30 minute like Vibe episode on it. And then... Now here we are. And this is like my dream. Like, this is so exciting. And we also decided that we were going to turn this into a full length episode two days ago. Yeah. And I went home that night and I watched Wings Club. <laughs> I drank a Red Bull at seven and I dove so deep. I dove so deep into this show. And I'm so excited to share it with you, Abby. I have no notes. First of all, I do need to adjust my microphone. Yeah, it's been just, like, gradually falling. It got a little flaccid on me. Come on, microphone, you silly girl. <laughs> I hope you keep that in the pod. <laughs> it kind of, um, reminds me of... In, uh, Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters... <laughs> <laughs> when Velma's trying to sit down in her in her latex bodysuit. Yes. And she's like making all the sounds. Oh my god, I just lost hearing in my left ear. <laughs> what the what? fuck just happened? Like like it's ringing or like Yeah, it's like ringing. I just like yawned and then all of a sudden my ear was ringing. Oh dear. <laughs> Okay, I think my mic's better now. Okay. How's your ear? It's better now. Do you want to take I just a break? yawned again and I fixed it. So, where to even begin with the Wings Club? Abby, did you do what? Are, what are your first impressions of it? Tell me about what you've learned. Tell me about when you learned of of the Wings Club. Tell me what you know. We'll start there. Okay. 
So my first impressions of the Winx Club are, I did really like it. I thought it was a really cute show. Um, it's definitely something that I might've been into as a kid because I was definitely a fairy kid, mm -hmm. but it was probably either on like a channel that we didn't get or like my mom didn't want me to watch it. Something it like on, that. It was on the Fox box. Okay. I don't think we got that. Yeah. So it was on like, if you got Fox, um, in the morning on Saturdays, they would play cartoons. It okay. was like, it was like poor people TV. We'll get into that later. <laughs> It was for it was for kids whose families didn't pay for any sort of television other than than PBS and uh, Fox. I we didn't pay for any TV. All mm. we got was like the channels that are when you move the antenna, the, <laughs> the bunny it ears. picks up. <laughs> Throwback to the bunny ears. We had bunny ears for a while. I I wish you'd been a Winx Club kid. I wish I had too. I was like a Pixie Hollow kid. Though. I was big into the. I didn't like the movies. I liked the books for Pixie Hollow. I liked all of it. I was really into all of it. Um, but I really liked it. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was a little bit like goofy, how like stereotypical like the characters mm -hmm. are. Like it's like this character's only personality is music, and her name is Musa. Yeah, the naming system here. Zero out of ten. <laughs> Zero effort put in there. Um, I have to... Okay, so the Wings Club originated in Italy. It's an Italian uh, animator. Um, I really did know his name, but I didn't write it down. He had this idea for, like, this girl group animation show. And it's, like, entirely of his, like, brain. Uh, he, like, does did all the character designs originally. And it was this man. And he, he, he runs an animation company that is called Rainbow Spa Productions. Okay. He's not gay, unfortunately, but I just really, really <laughs> love that it's Rainbow Spa. That's perfect. So, so Wings Club was a project of this Italian animation um, company, Rainbow Spa, and then it was bought up. It's when it was originally made in Italian, um, which is why one a lot of it's based off of Italian high fashion. So a lot of like the way the characters look and the way they dress and the like the way their bodies are drawn is really based off of fashion sketches, which I think is super weird i interesting. did i did kind of like catch up on that like that like made makes sense to me like now that you're saying that no it's very like girls like couture and shopping and but, but it's italian it's for like italian little girls and in my mind all the italian little girls are just watching walking around in versace like sunglasses <laughs> they're like i'm a couture girl <laughs> um yeah, so it was it was then bought for overdubs by two companies. The first company that did the English dub was only ever aired in Singapore. And then the second company that did the English dub is really trashed on. People are like, they ruined it. They sucked. That is what we would have seen on TV as kids. Okay. So we got the shitty end of it. We did. We <laughs> did not get the original. A lot of things were changed for story. Plot points were changed. Um... There's some weird shit with it too. Like, uh, <laughs> this show has a long history. So what was on TV when we were kids was the the second English dub. There are, I think there are five dubs of this show in English, but none of them got through all four seasons of the show. Oh. So there are a lot of dubs of like, like and in the dubs they change and it's very, I'm not an anime kid. Let me be clear about that. But it did make me think a lot about like, the culture of English dubbing on um, other other countries' animation mm -hmm. and, like, how we just change everything to be really digestible um, for us. 
the show was like very, um, it was a little bit on the front foot. Like it was a little bit ahead of its time. And yeah. then, and then the dubs really pulled it back. Mm. Um, and Nickelodeon then bought the show. Um, and they made two more seasons of it after that. And it only went downhill from there. I'm a big hater on the oh, Nickelodeon no. Winx Club. And we will, we will get into why. Okay. Some weird changes. There's a character named Aisha. Aisha is, um, she has the green outfit. She has the long curly hair. Um, she's in, Abby's seen like three episodes of the show. <laughs> Aisha was my favorite fairy. She's, her fairy power is she's the fairy of the waves. She invented a substance that she can control. She's a woman in STEM. Yes. <laughs> she's so cool. I love Aisha. Um, in the American dub, they change her name to Layla for some reason. There's also okay. a scene where all these girls get engaged. They all get engaged. Of course they show. do. They have to. It's 2004. That's what women do. But, um, they, they, there's a moment where Aisha's boyfriend in the, in the original, uh, dub, he says like, will you marry me? And then in the Nickelodeon dub, they, they, um, make him say, will you be my forever girlfriend? Which is super creepy. That's so weird. <laughs> it's very strange. It's a very, like, the biggest thing with this show, I love the first seasons. I love the animation styles. I think it's so fun to watch, so interesting, but it's also really weird to me how much this show has changed because it kind of chameleons for its audiences. And, like, I think they might still be making Winx Club on Nickelodeon. It was recent on Nickelodeon. Ariana Grande voiced one of the fairies. That's so funny. It was just so fucking weird. It, Isn't there like a live action version of it now too? There is. Um, we will not be speaking about of it. Oh no. Well, okay. Actually, so I watched an interview with their showrunner. Their showrunner was either, he either did the executive production or was a showrunner on Vampire Diaries. And there's this really great interview with him where he's like, I'm actually really proud of the work we did on Vampire Diaries. He takes so much pride in it. And I'm like, sir, it is Vampire Diaries, <laughs> but thank you. But basically he was like, we made it a teen drama, like a Friday Night Lights teen drama but vampires. And we tried to do that with fairies too. Uh-oh. It's not good. Oh no. It's not good. Anyway, so those are kind of opening thoughts. Did you meet all the girls? I I think so. I mean, okay, so here's what I watched. I watched the first two episodes to get a sense of like the plot, like what's going on. And then I watched three episodes that Grace sent me. I watched season one, episode 13. And then I watched season one, episode 19. Oh, and then I think I watched also season one, episode three, but not all of it, only part of it. And I don't so remember So you met it. Nut the Troll. Yes, I I've met Nut. the Troll. The Troll's name is Nut, Abby. Oh. Genius. That is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you know that they're all, all the Winx girls are based off of real life celebrities. I did not know that. No, so um so Stella is based off of Cameron Diaz. Oh, that's funny. Musa is based off of Lucy Liu. I know, it's very Charlie's Angels. Um Jennifer Lopez was the inspiration for Flora. Beyonce was the inspiration for Aisha. Pink was the inspiration for Tecna and Britney Spears was Bloom. 
That's so and cool. So I know. It's like, it's such a little time capsule and you can totally see it. It's like one of my favorite facts about it. Yeah. What that means, what that made for is actually a super diverse group, girl group. Yeah. For like, you know, for 2004. Mm-hmm. Uh, it got less diverse when they made it live action and they super whitewashed it on Nickelodeon. Um, like as the characters got their like new generations, they like uh, Flora and Aisha got more and more white and they changed Aisha's name to Layla. And it's like, that's so annoying. It's like, Hmm, I wonder what you're up to. Um, there. I, I think the only character that I didn't meet, like one of the main girls, I don't think I met Aisha. She is, she is introduced at the beginning of the first season or second season. Okay. She is a princess. A lot of them are princesses. Stella, Bloom, and Aisha are all princesses. Okay. Bloom is the princess of Dragonfire. Oh. Girl. <laughs> I did not get to that plot point. Do you... Okay. Who's the hottest of the Winx girls? Like, who would you Who would you date? Fuck, Mary kill. Fuck, Mary kill the Winx girls. I would probably fuck Bloom. She's hot. For sure. Um... I would definitely marry Flora. I'm, like, obsessed with Flora. <laughs> Flora is so hot. Like, the episode that you had me watch where the, like, the willow tree episode was so fucking good. I love Flora. She's definitely a stoner. She she's is? like... Yes. She's so cool. She's um, got a, one of her, one of her fairy powers that she can do is, it's called return to nature, and it literally makes things decompose, like, in front of her eyes, and she's, like return to nature and like decomposes the bad guys. That's so fucking cool. OP. So cool. <laughs> um, and I think if I had to kill one of them, I would probably kill Stella. I'm going to be honest wow. because she's so fucking annoying. She is really, she's pretty annoying in the first, she's actually a lot like Cameron Diaz in, um, in Charlie's, Charlie's Angels. Angels. Yeah. Very similar vibe. Yeah. Um, she's just like kind of weird. I, Stella, Stella grew on me. I, I really appreciate Stella. Yeah. Do you want to know their star signs? I do. All of their birthdays are available on the wiki and like, I don't know where wiki got these, but I'm going <laughs> to go with them as canon if they're on the wiki. Yeah. Okay. This is where it changes. In the first season, Bloom is a Sagittarius. Okay. But... She's an Aquarius in later seasons. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can see both of those. Aisha is a Gemini. Stella is a Leo. Oh, no. Laura is a Pisces through and through. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Pisces queen. Tecna is also a Sagittarius in the first season, but then she's a Gemini in later seasons. Okay. Musa is a Gemini. Um, a lot of Geminis here. That's all of it. It's Gemini, Gemini, Pisces, Leo, Gemini, Sagittarius. I can't believe I fucked myself by just saying that I would kill Stella. <laughs> and of course, she's the fucking embodiment of Leo. No, she is such a Leo. Yeah. She's crazy. I can't believe how many Geminis there are, though. That's so many Geminis. I, here's, here's what I think, though. I think Aisha is more of a Taurus than um, a Gemini. Mm-hmm. I think Musa, I would actually put her as like some kind of Capricorn Virgo. She mm-hmm. seems more of an earth sign because yeah, she, she does. dates Riven, who is the red-haired boy. Did you even meet the specialists? I don't think I sent you any episodes with no, the specialists. No, you didn't. The only Dude. one I saw was like the first, the very first episode where they're like, they are in like 30 seconds of it. So, so they all get boyfriends, which first queer complaint in this is that Tecna is very, could just so easily be a lesbian. Panda, 
I would also marry Flora because Flora is the coolest one. Yeah. But I, I would have to have it be a tie between Flora and, um, Flora and Musa because I really like Musa. She just like tells it like it is so cool. She's so hardcore. And she, she dates Riven, who's a specialist who is like kind of low key problematic. He joins the bad side for a few episodes and then he's like, you're just using me to get to the Winx girls. And okay. Like, I think I did see that part. Uh, yes, we are. We're using you to get to the Winx girls. <laughs> and then he quits. And then Musa literally is like, you're not treating me right. You're not, you're not taking interest in the things that I care about. And like, why would I date someone who doesn't trust me or take interest in what I like? <laughs> There's one episode where Musa says like, why would I date him if he doesn't, or how do I date someone who doesn't even like, like the things that I'm interested in? And, and Aisha goes, I wouldn't. <laughs> As she should. Aisha's like, oh, fuck him. <laughs> um, I think though, I'm super curious, the vibes of this friend group and mm-hmm. if they remind you of anything, if they're like, how did you really get any of the friend group vibes in the, I kind of got it. Um, there were some of the girls that, like, the episodes that I watched, they didn't really talk in. Like, Musa, I didn't really get, like, a a vibe of, like, what her personality was like. Because I think she was only in, like, maybe a couple minutes Mm -hmm. of the episodes I watched. Or she was, like, a background character in them. Um, Tecna I thought was cool, but I didn't get, like, really much of her personality from the episodes I watched. Yeah, Tecna I think gets done the dirtiest. I think so, too. I, her outfit is, like, not my fave, I'm gonna be honest. It's a little, it's a little, like, pointy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude, it is. That's, that's pretty good. Um, this is, like, a really big friend group for a TV show, though. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of them, Mm -hmm. because they didn't choose to just have Bloom and Stella. They didn't choose to have, like, a trio. No. There's, like, five or six of them yeah. pretty much the whole time and then they all have boyfriends which means like 10 characters which there's so much plot in this show i i don't know that it necessarily reminded me of anything specific but it just gave me like girl group early 2000s like besties going to school together vibes like yeah. that i feel like were prevalent in a lot of books that i read at that time mm-hmm. um, did you have like a girl group when you went through school no i when I went through school, I had maybe, like, max two friends at a time. I kind of was the same. I always had one best friend, but then my best friends kept moving away. Um, mm-hmm. Like, one moved to Pennsylvania, one got cancer, and then moved. Um, she's fine. She's good. She has a baby now. <laughs> oh, good. Um, uh, one of them, they always were moving. So mm-hmm. I kind of never... I had very little friend retention. Um, and then I just had groups of, like... It was, like, me and two dudes. Like, mm-hmm. a few friend groups that were, like, me and two guy friends. I never had a girl gang until college. Yeah, me either. I mean, I had one really, really, really good friend, my best friend, all through elementary school. And then she switched schools, and Mm -hmm. so we didn't see each other very often. Um, And I had, like, a couple of good girlfriends. But in high school, most of my friends were guys. Like, the people that I hung out with and, like, confided in and, like, felt myself around were guys. Yeah, I was... I was really similar. And people I keep in touch with from high school. I'm really close with Talia still, but then also like Robert and Jack. It's Robert's birthday today. Is it Robert's birthday? Yeah, I got a Facebook notification about it. Okay, we should call him. Yeah. (laughs) After this, I adore Robert McFarlane. He would be a great guest. He would be a great guest. I don't even know what movie we'd talk about, though. We'll Um, let him pick. 
that's interesting. I, I, I mean, our friend group with Pua and Marissa was my first ever, like, girl group. Yeah. I've not had a friend group like that before or since. And my freshman year roommates and I were kind of like that. Um, none of us really talk to each other anymore. Uh, so my, really my only, like, girl group is, like, us. Like, yeah. you, me, Pua, and Marissa. This friend group, I think we could be a very compelling Winx club. I though. think so, too. We have, like, all the trips. We have a blonde. We have, <laughs> we have <laughs> ethnic diversity. <laughs> we have, um, nose rings and overalls and, like, we're fashionable. We're mm-hmm. hot. We all have good butts. Like, but I did not have that as a kid. This is kind of what I aspired to, though. Yeah. Like, I always thought that the Winx Club was, like, what friendship was supposed mm-hmm. to look like. And I never had it. I always was, like... I mean, I cannot think of a show that had, like, a girl with her two guy best friends where it wasn't, like, one, she wants to have sex with one of them. Mm-hmm. Or two, she's a nerd and sucks and nobody likes her and then she makes friends with girls. Yeah. I... Yeah, I feel like... Growing up, I definitely watched a lot of media that was, like, girl group stuff. Mm-hmm. And anytime I had, like, a group of girlfriends that I was hanging out with, I just always felt very outside of them. Yeah. Like, I never really felt like I fit into other girl groups. Like, I always felt like I was maybe, like, the guest character on, like, a couple of episodes, you know? Yeah. I, I liked a lot of people. I got along with a lot of people. I just could never really... A lot of times the things they cared about... I was a cheerleader. I was a cheerleader. <laughs> I always forget about that. <laughs> I, me too. I just remembered. And like, I always... They would talk about things and I'd just be like, oh, this does not matter to me. Yeah. Like, this does not feel important. One time in high school, our cheer captain had this idea because she really liked one of the guys on the basketball team. And her idea was that we each got assigned a basketball player and for every game, we brought them a gift. And so then because of Title IX, we each got assigned a girls basketball player and a boys basketball player, and we had to go buy them a gift before every game. Oh my god. Girl, I had no money. Yeah. I was 15. I was like, what? Like, I, I think I brought two of them, like, tomato plants, like, <laughs> chocolate bars, and my mom was like, fuck, no, I'm not buying shit for these, like, random people who yeah. you literally are not even friends with. Like, maybe, like, decorate the locker, or, like, yeah. give them a note. Or make a card. I yeah. just remember being like... Oh my god, this is so lame. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't care about this. Or these things that are big deals don't feel like a big deal. And I don't want to be like a not like other girls girl. Mm-hmm. Because I, like they all had their things and their stakes and their stuff. And I just, like you said, felt really like outside of it. I think there is something very like not like other girls about the queer female experience though. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like not in like a an actual I'm not like other girls kind of way. It's more of just like, that's the feeling that you have all the time when like the girls around you are talking about all the boys that are super cute in like your class or Mm -hmm. like anytime they're talking about like who they're going to go to the dance with and you're like literally not even planning on going to homecoming. Yeah. I, I just always felt like, well, fuck, nobody wants to go to homecoming with me. (laughs) Like I just, I always felt like that too. Like I will go with my friends. I'll have a good time. I'll Mm -hmm. be fun. I did ask, speaking of which, Robert McFarlane. I've told you the story about when I asked him to prom, right? No. I asked Robert to senior prom because my date got the flu. Oh. Um, And it was like the day before prom. Mm -hmm. And I asked him. And I was like, Robert, I have a reservation for four. Zoe and her date are going, do you want to come with me? Not in a romantic way. I was like, not like flirting. Mm -hmm. I was just like, 
Robert's my best buddy. Like, he'll go with me. And he goes, ah, no, I just want to be more of a lone wolf. And I was like, what? And I, I was like, Robert, like, it's me. I'm fucking hot. I was a cheerleader. Yeah. You are not going to get anybody better than me. That is so fucking funny. He's a wonderful, wonderful man. And anyone who dates him is lucky, but... That is but something he, he no. absolutely would say, though. That Like, right. I can imagine that. Yeah. And so he did. He was a lone wolf. He took his prom pictures alone. And then um, right after I dumped my ex, I drove to Portland and picked him up and we went to the coast together. And we were laying in my tent together on the beach. And it was so cold. And so we couldn't sleep. We were just talking. And we were talking about high school. And he's like, yeah, I didn't have a prom date. And I was like, what? You were like, bitch. He's like, I didn't even have a prom date. And I was like, I asked you to prom. And he's like... No, you didn't. And I was like, I fucking asked you to prom. Like, you said no. Mm -hmm. And you could just see in his eyes, like, oh, fuck. (laughs) And I was like, you do not get a complaint about not having a prom date. Because you didn't get told no. (laughs) By your friend. Yeah. (laughs) By, like, your good friend. (laughs) That's incredible. Yeah, that's my, I have told that story so many times. Because it is insane to me. That is so insane. That is very Robert, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my... that, that was my dance experience. That's yeah. the only time I ever invited anyone to be go to a dance with me. I never invited anyone to go to dances with me. Like, if I was going to go to homecoming or something like that. I went to... So my school only had three dances a year. Mm-hmm. And it was homecoming, Sadie's, and prom. Except prom was called JSB, which was Junior Senior Banquet. Or ball, depending on who you talk to. That's the one where your parents were invited. Yeah. Yes, I it heard was. About this. <laughs> um, and I only had dates to any of those dances my junior and senior year because junior year I was like really good friends with my high school boyfriend. And so he took me like as my like as his date because he didn't want to ask anybody else. Mm-hmm. And then senior year we were dating. Gotcha. So I went to all four like homecoming and prom junior senior year with the same guy Mm -hmm. um which is I'm actually really happy about because it made things very consistent like I always knew what to expect (laughs) yeah um but I never went to any of the Sadie's I never asked any guys like it was never something I expected or like brought upon myself it Mm -hmm. was just like oh my really good friend is gonna ask me so I'll go with him and then now I have a boyfriend so Mm -hmm. we'll go together but um my current boyfriend actually was at my senior JSB and we didn't see each other. He was with a different girl, Mm -hmm. um, obviously, (laughs) but, uh, he did not go to my school and he was there. And it's just so crazy to me to think about the fact that we were like literally in the same building room, like place at the same time. It's so opposite of Brandon and I, except we have all these crossovers of like so many things in our lives go like this, Mm -hmm. but then we've never we never crossed paths until the day we met. And I appreciate that. It feels like a good story. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a couple other Winx Club things. Yay. Here's some beef that people have with Winx Club. Number one is that, uh, the show is setting unrealistic body image, um, expectations. I'm super curious. I feel like when we were like 11 and 12, 13, there was this huge movement of like Barbie and Monster High and all these things set bad body image, uh, stuff for girls and mm-hmm. i'm wondering i've I've kind of done some research there are really two camps here girls are like yeah fuck that girls are like i never thought of them as real 
uh, like models of what my body should look like. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are. We're going to talk about body image for a little bit. So there's a heads up. Um, but I think, I mean, like I obviously didn't grow up watching the Winx Club, but my impression of it watching the show was that it was like an artistic choice, not necessarily that it was with the intention to make girls like feel bad about their bodies, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and I feel that way about a lot of stuff from the early 2000s. Like it was like, that is very clearly an artistic choice. Like they went with like the same style for every single yeah. person. And I don't know if that was just like easier for them to draw or like, well, there actually is a reason it's because fan art is a super, it was super, super encouraged, especially with Italian audiences. Okay. And so if all of the girls had the same body, that body shape could be turned into fan art. Like you could like download a coloring page and then design a Winx girl mm -hmm. and you don't have to draw the body um, because all the bodies are the same. Okay. And so it was to encourage fan art. Um, is one of the main reasons that they all are the same. Okay. And that's that makes, super weird and interesting. That makes a lot of sense. I do, I know that the early 2000s, the, like, one of the biggest things that I think about when I think of the early 2000s is, like, the diet movement. Yeah. And, like, the skinny is good and, like, anything bigger than a size zero is bad and, like, that kind of thing. Um, I don't think that that's necessarily the culture that Winx Club is perpetuating. Um, at least I don't, I didn't see enough of it to be able to tell. Yeah. It didn't feel very present, at least in anything I watch. Very fashion centric, very image centric, yeah. but not necessarily body centric. No, it's, it's not like, yeah, I don't know. I think one of the only things I can think of that, like when I was younger, maybe I didn't really like the style of that like kind of made me feel bad about myself um was probably actually those rainbow fairy books that was like all of the girls look exactly the same mm -hmm. like body wise but like the like they were all diverse in terms of like cultures and like um yeah race and all of that kind of stuff but they all looked exactly the same Mm -hmm. Like, in terms of body type. I have thought about these for so many years. Yeah. Amber the Orange Fairy. Sky the... Isabel the Ice Dance Fairy. Wow. That's like a blast from the past, Abby. I have not even thought about those. I remember seeing myself in some of those fairies. Like, oh, I'm interested in that specific thing that that fairy embodies. But none of them looked like girls my age. Right. There's one called Evelyn the Mermicorn Fairy. Oh my god. And she's holding a mermaid... <laughs> A mermicorn. A unicorn mermaid. What <laughs> the fuck? Sorry, you're like talking about serious shit and I just saw <laughs> the word mermicorn <laughs> and I had to say it. And um, like anytime growing up I saw a movie where I, that like made me feel bad about myself or my body in any way, it was because I saw a character that I felt like resembled me in some way or that represented me. And she was being made fun of for some reason. Mm, so I yeah. don't think it's necessarily about, like, for the Winx Club, Club specifically, like, how they're stylized. I think it's more about, like, I really liked that none of them were made fun of for anything regarding their appearance. Yeah. Oh, I think that's super true. And they, like, Stella is so high fashion, but mm -hmm. Bloom is really the girl next door style. Yeah. Aisha is so... Aisha must be my favorite because I keep mentioning her. Yeah. And I also love 
Beyonce, so that makes <laughs> sense. But she's very, like, jeans and crop top. Like, mm-hmm. her work honestly reminds me of Pua and how she dresses. And I think I was always super self-conscious about how I dressed because I dressed from the thrift store and the hand-me-downs, and I wore a lot of uh, teenage boys' hand-me-downs mm-hmm. <laughs> all the way through, like, because I didn't hit puberty very early, so, like, I was always just wearing... My mom had a coworker who had a son a few years older than me, and I wore a lot of his clothes. <laughs> And so, I don't know, I, I like the Winx girls, and yeah. I, that's a really good point, that they, do, they don't get made fun of for that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I ever, my, my I- issues with body image really came from cheer and dance, mm-hmm. um, and I, I just didn't really feel like it was very perpetuated by the media around me, especially not cartoons. I think like... Um, Shows like The Vampire Diaries were a little more harmful, because or Disney Channel shows, because I'd look at those girls and how they dressed and how they looked and how their hair was done, and just be like, I do not look like that. Mm-hmm. Why? And, you know, now I can see, like, because they have all this money poured into how they look. They have a wardrobe like, department. They have a wardrobe like... department, and you're 12. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just, I don't know that it's fair to hold cartoons to, cartoons from 2004 to the body image standards of real people now. Mm-hmm. And... It, that kind of segues into my second thing, um, which is uh, my second beef is that people, there's a lot of chat that the outfits that these girls wear are over-sexualized. These girls are too sexual. They're supposed to be 16 and 17. Why do they dress so sexually? Um, it's wrong. It's not okay. I don't want my kid watching that because it's they're dressed too skanky. Like a lot of that. And that is... I'm super curious about your opinion on it because I know you and I grew up in super different households, especially regarding modesty. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really upsetting to me when these characters are sexualized, when they are fictional fairies and they're never posed in a sexual way. Like it's never, mm-hmm. I never got the sense that these girls were dressing the way they did for anything other than that's how they wanted to dress. Mm-hmm. And like they wanted to look cute and they did have boyfriends and there are a couple sexual innuendos in the show but like I just never got the feeling that it was inherently sexual and I hate I hate when that is applied on top of media that is for children mm-hmm. because I just don't think it needs to be there yeah but like and and like a crop top isn't inherently sexual no it's a it's a shirt <laughs> it's like an inch of your stomach it's like just, it's my tummy yeah <laughs> And I don't know, I I think about like the difference between when someone was in a bikini and when someone's in their underwear. There's not really very big of a difference in the skin that is showing, Mm -hmm. but one is considered sexual and one is considered you're at the beach. Mm -hmm. And I I hate that because I just don't, I don't feel like it's healthy for our culture to be applying that to cartoon girls that are then consumed by little girls. Yeah. Where then little girls are like, my tummy is sexual. My tummy is not, if people see my tummy, it's, I'm being sexy. Mm-hmm. You're eight. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, like, completely agree with you on that. I think if you are the one making the leap to sexualize them, you're the problem. Yeah. Um, like, I grew up in a, in a very Christian household, and one of the things for me was, like, I wasn't allowed to wear two-piece bathing suits until I was, like, 13. Mm-hmm. Even then, it was a tankini. It wasn't a bikini. <laughs> <laughs> I love tankinis, though. Oh. Adult Grace is, like, tankinis, bro. <laughs> yes. Um, and I think I I bought my first bikini because my mom was, like, if you want a two-piece bathing suit, like a bikini, you can buy it yourself. And I was, like, 
all right, I didn't know that was an option. I thought it just wasn't allowed. Um, and I also grew up going to a very strict Christian high school where we had a very, very, very strict dress code. No rips in your jeans below or above the knee. Knee and below is only where you're allowed to have rips in your jeans. If you want to wear them like super ripped up jeans, you have to wear leggings underneath them. Not tights, leggings. Oh gosh. Um, oh geez. But you're not allowed to wear leggings like just by themselves. No leggings at school. Essentially a no pajamas at school rule. Like if we were going to wear pajamas to school, it was only on like AP testing days or on a day where like, like a finals week, mm -hmm. like stuff like that. Like never on a full day of school, you weren't allowed to wear pajamas. Gotcha. Um, uh, stuff like no crop tops, uh, tank tops had to be like three finger width, if that makes sense. Um, like my oh, overall, yeah. my overall straps are not passing right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I was, I had to very much police what I wore for a big majority of my life. And it always felt so wrong to me because I had a lot of male teachers and I'm going to be honest with you, those male teachers were the ones enforcing the dress code. I would say a good majority of the time. Mm. And there was this girl that I went to high school with. She worked out a lot. She played basketball. She played a lot of sports. She was very athletic and she had gone through puberty way earlier than a lot of us. Mm -hmm. So we were like 14 in high school and girls would dress up for uh, their basketball games. She was on the basketball team. Mm -hmm. So she would wear dresses to school. Another dress code rule that we had was your dresses had to be knee length or below, mm -hmm. which is really, really, really hard for girls who are really tall or who have yes. hips or who have yeah. a body that is not just a size zero, yeah. essentially. Yeah. It's, That's... it's like essentially an impossible rule to follow. But if you wanted to wear a dress that was shorter than that, you could wear a dress with leggings if it went to your fingertips. Mm -hmm. That was, that was the rule. So the dresses that she would wear were like, like cut to your body really close because the only ones she could find that could fit her were like bodycon dresses mm -hmm. that went to her knees. Yeah. And she would wear like a cardigan over it or like a denim jacket, something like that. Mm -hmm. And she would get dress coded every single time. So weird. Because you could see her butt or her boobs through the dress. Like the fact that she had them? Mm-hmm. God, this Not, is a 14 year old. This is this a 14 is like... year old. Um, and this was like a really big issue. Like I remember her crying in our advisory group, which is like a little devotional group that we had that we met after chapel every week. Mm -hmm. She was in my group. Um, I remember her coming to advisory groups crying because she had been dress coded. She had a basketball game that day and she had been sent home to change and told that if she didn't go home and change, she wasn't allowed to play that day. That's, ugh. Especially with all the shit happening in the world, I just have been thinking so much about how to, like, grow up as someone who is feminine presenting, is to grow up with your whole body being policed from the time you're, like, fucking seven. Yeah. And that is so lame. <laughs> like, it was it was so incredibly frustrating, and I remember my junior and senior year, there were a lot of people who were really, really, really outraged about it, mm -hmm. and I was one of those people. Because even though I followed the dress code, like, pretty closely... Like, I still had problems finding dresses that went to my knees. I was pretty tall. I'm 5'8". Like, 
half the dresses I own today don't go to my knees. Yeah. Well, even the ones where I'm like, oh, that's long on me. Yeah. Like, they don't even go to my knees. (laughs) Yeah. And, Uh, like, I was super, super angry about the fact that there were no dress code rules for men. No. At the school. No. This is a thing that you and I talk about, but then Brandon, who went to your same high school, has never once mentioned the dress code. Mm -hmm. Mind you, he does, he's worn, you know, button-ups since he was 10. Yeah, he wears a sweater over a button-up and jeans. That's That's his outfit. That's all he wore every single day in high school. And he looks very handsome. (laughs) I miss him. (laughs) He's out of town right now. Oh, I miss his little sweaters. Um, (laughs) But uh, it was, it was so frustrating to be a girl growing up in that environment and being like, I'm 16 years old. Yeah. Like, I didn't even have a boyfriend yet. I wasn't even really talking to boys. And, like, I would get dress coded because you could see my tank top through my sweater because the sweater had too big of, like, (laughs) stitching. So I had an interesting experience of this because I was a cheerleader. And so on game days, we would wear uniforms to Mm -hmm. school. And my uniform never passed dress code. Like, they just didn't. They're super short skirts. You wear them with little Sophie shorts. They're meant to be skirts that get out of the way. Like, so you can do really hard gymnastics in yeah. them. Like, they are not designed to be fit a dress code. Mm-hmm. Ones that fit a dress code are fucking ugly. Yeah. The ones that one time we had a coach who was a member of the Church of Latter-day Saints. And oh, no. I have no issue with people and their religions. But this coach was awful to us. He was terrible. One time I got down from a stunt, and I'm going to mention someone saying something really... um shitty to a young girl about her body got down from a stunt when i was a flyer and he goes gracie honey what are you eating for lunch we had cheer practice at fourth period every day and then two days a week we had uh training conditioning with the national guard before school with the military <laughs> it's so wild i so i was in great shape i was like you know i think i was like four percent body fat and he said to me he goes gracie honey um what are you eating for lunch? I was like, I don't know, Robert, like a sandwich. And he goes, do yourself a favor. Don't. And I was like, what? Are you fucking kidding me? I hated him. I hated him at the time and I hate him more now. Um, I hate him so much that I talk about him so much that Brandon, who coaches high school tennis, taught a unit on nutrition and like how to eat enough food to fuel your body um, to his, his team. God, I love him. He's so good. That is so wonderful. I hated that coach though. And that coach picked out our competition uniforms one year and they oh, were God. turtlenecks. They were so ugly. Oh my God. They were so ugly. And he would like police us. He's like, if a teacher sees you and your boyfriend having any sort of PDA, you're on the bench. Like modest is the hottest. This is, this is cheer culture mm-hmm. because it's all, uniforms are hyper-sexualized, but they're also meant for really hard sports. Like volleyball shorts are really yeah. short, but they need to be out of the way. Um, nobody says that to a swim team girl. No. Nobody's like, you're showing too much skin. We had to wear them on game days. I was always fucking cold. I was always so cold in my little skirt. And then one time I was like to our, our advisor, who's not our coach, I was like, I don't want to wear my skirt tomorrow. Can I wear leggings with it? And they were like, no, you can't wear leggings on the sideline. What do you mean? I was like, it's supposed to snow, woman. Like... <laughs> Um, and it, it felt so frustrating because if I were to wear a, a shirt that, a skirt that short that wasn't school issue, I would get dress coded. But, um, but I could wear it if it was school issued. Uh, if I was representing the school, I could wear it. It's such a double standard. It's mm-hmm. like when I'm representing my high school, I can wear this and nobody bats an eye. But when I'm just dressing and my shorts are a little too short, I'm sexualized. And you're like, you think... Do you, do you think that they're not sexualizing me right now? Like, on the sideline, doing my little dances for the basketball players? Yeah. 
if they're sexualizing me when I'm in my own clothes, I'm sure they're doing it all the time, so pick one. Yeah. And, like, I think looking back on it, genuinely, if we didn't have a dress code, like, at that school, if we were allowed to just wear whatever we want, I don't think anybody would have been wearing anything incredibly inappropriate. No. I think it would have been, like, leggings and a sweatshirt. Yeah. Like, that's what girls want to wear to school. Mm-hmm. Like, you're in class for, like, eight hours a day. Every day. High school is torture. Like, I don't want to wear jeans and, a, like, a long sleeve shirt. Every single day to school in high school, I wore jeans, a t-shirt, and a cardigan. Mm-hmm. That's all I wore. That's what I wear every day now. You know what? I would so much rather have worn in high school. Leggings and a sweatshirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I wasn't allowed to. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me that I'm not allowed to wear leggings to school because my 30-year-old Bible teacher is going to get mad at me for it and send me to the office? Like, my 30-year-old Bible teacher is going to tell me that I'm dressing inappropriately? So dumb. So it's fucked so dumb. Up. And so I guess, in summary, if you have an issue with the way the Winx Club dresses sexually, check yourself. And fuck you. And fuck you. <laughs> They're 15. Yeah. And fairies. They're literally fairies. They I have think... pixie sidekicks, bro. I think the way they dress is like the least of the issues here. Yeah. If you're like thinking <laughs> about realism and like how the world works. Um, <laughs> I have a couple more things I want to throw in. We're right at the hour mark. So we, we, have, we have buffer room. Okay. But I have a couple things. One thing that the Winx Club does that is incredible to me is there are some big topics that they hit that they kind of just like boop boop in like some big topics for one so sky who is bloom's boyfriend mm-hmm. switched places with brandon who is not my not brandon the character not brandon my boyfriend <laughs> there's brandon and there's sky stella is dating brandon bloom is dating sky when we meet these characters sky introduces himself as just some poor assistant to prince brandon right Mm -hmm. brandon the brandon the prince quote unquote he is he is prince sky's bodyguard but prince sky had to switch places with his bodyguard because of the threat of terrorist attacks okay because prince sky is at such constant danger of constantly being like assassinated Mm -hmm. that he has to switch places with his bodyguard and tell everyone at school that he is not the prince and tell everyone that his body because he's like that this is their security detail okay and so the constant threat of terrorism that prince sky lives under insane (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) what he's a 15 year old this is a this is a wild world um some other things bloom is the princess of dragon fire her planet was genocided and she is the last prince. She is the last dragonfire fairy. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So we've got terrorism. We got genocide. Um, the first season, the first season ends in a literal Battle of Hogwarts level war. Like I did see one of those episodes. Mm-hmm. It's like a massive fucking battle. Yeah. Like these fairies are living in a hellscape. Um <laughs> Bloom can read people's auras, which make her, makes her a crystal bitch, which makes her canonically bisexual. Yeah. Um, Glad we're in some, agreement there. Yeah, I'm, I'm just... That's not related to, you know, how dark all this. Stella also... Stella, Princess Stella, is dealing with her parents' separation for, like, most of the show. I was watching an episode this morning, and basically she gets this invitation from her dad to her princess ball, which is where, historically, in the old days... 
they announce who the princess is arranged to be married to. Ooh. But uh, they said that doesn't happen anymore because that's so antiquated. But yeah. he's throwing her a princess ball. He says it's the royal court. And, and Stella gets super excited because the royal court technically means the king and the queen. And she thinks that her parents are getting back together. So Stella, for the whole show, is dealing with her parents' separation. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if fairies get, like, divorces or, like, what it is. But she talks about it a couple times where, like, her mom and her dad split up. And it's, like, super horrible and makes her... It's really been hard on her. One interesting thing to throw in, especially in, like, 2008, when I feel like all my friends' parents got divorces yeah. when I was in... Did that happen to you? Um, not a lot of my friends, because once again, I grew up in a Christian culture where, like, if your husband cheats on you, then it's your fault. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, not a lot of my friends' parents got divorced, but I did have a couple of people that I went to school with whose parents, like, separated or they were already divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that that's, like, a really important thing to, like, show representation for for kids who are, like, 8, 10, 12 years yeah. old. Yeah, I read some studies that, so 2008 was when I was eight. Mm-hmm. Um, you were eight too, we're the same age. But the recession <laughs> happened. And I remember, like, most of my memories of my friends having parents who divorced were when I was like fourth grade, fifth grade, all my friends' parents started to split up. And I was like, I remember being really scared my parents were going to split up, but it was because of the recession. Yeah. Because nobody had any money. And so I just think that Wings Club is like kind of the only show I can think of. I remember stepmoms existing in media. But I don't really remember, like, separated parents being much of a thing in mm-hmm. the stuff I watched when I was learning a lot about divorce yeah. from from people, from people's parents. It was really interesting to me. Um, I just, I also just feel like I keep catching things in Winx Club where I'm like, ooh, I bet that was a bigger plot line in the non-English dub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Where I feel like this has been dumbed down for me, mm-hmm. but this is actually super interesting that Bloom's entire people are gone. Dead. Are gone. Yeah. And she's the last one. And like, that's horrible. And it's hard on her. It's not easy for her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This show is super interesting to me because yes... It's insane and hard to watch sometimes, and it's very much a 2000s children's show. But it also is, like, an interesting case study in what I like to call 2000s femme fantasy media, which is not... Um, we're, I'll talk about this in Charlie's Angels when we do that episode, too. It's not... Um, it's not fantasy as in elves and magic rings it's fantasy as in what do women fantasize about yeah having a high-tech friend group with all of them have hot supportive boyfriends who will come and help them fight but like not take over the fight from them and they all um have cool outfits and nobody has to like the hard stuff is manageable and they have magic powers and like it feels like a female fantasy Mm -hmm. of like this is what i dreamed about when I was an eight-year-old girl, and these girls get to live it out. And I think that's really beautiful, and I wish we had more media like that. Me too. I really, I really liked it. It was a breath of fresh air after watching Charlie's Angels, to be quite honest. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we're releasing this episode as the Mommy Monday, and so Charlie's Angels is coming on Friday. Yes. If you've made it this far in the episode, you deserve to know that fact. Yeah. But I agree. It's like... The girls actually love each other, too, mm-hmm. which is nice. Like, I feel like they actually are a friend group of girls who are really different. Mm-hmm. They never really hate on each other for being different. Like, no. nobody's like, Stella, you're such a dumb blonde. 
Mm -hmm. And I feel like there were a lot of early 2000s, like, Disney Channel-type TV shows where the girl groups fought all, all the, the time. time. All the time. It was ridiculous. Yeah. My mom wouldn't let me watch Disney Channel shows because she thought everyone was too mean to each other. <laughs> you know what? I would agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fair. If I were a mom now... My mom specifically didn't like how mean to their moms everyone was. Mm -hmm. So fair. So true. So, <laughs> so true. true, bestie. <laughs> I think the one show that I did really like on Disney Channel was that, like, showed good female friendship. Probably Hannah Montana, to be honest. I didn't watch much Hannah Montana. I'm really excited for when we talk more about it. Yeah. Because I, I, yeah. I thought Harper was cool on, oh, on yeah. Wizards of Waverly Place. Mm -hmm. I loved Harper. And now I dress like Harper, so... <laughs> I'm looking through my notes trying to see if there's any more points we need to hit. Um, I have a note in here that just says, Flora is a stoner and Tecna is a lesbian. I'm, you're right, and you should say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am right. <laughs> um, so, any closing thoughts from you? I think my closing thoughts are that this is the type of fairy media that we need. I think... There's a lot of stuff out there that's just, like, girl fairies doing stuff and being cute. They're growing flowers and hanging out with chipmunks. Yes, but there's not a lot of fairy stuff that's, like, we're fairies, but we're also badass bitches. Mm -hmm. And we support our friends and we love each other. And also we go to, like, this Hogwarts-type school. Yeah. Like, but it's, like, Hogwarts, except, like, high-tech sci-fi Hogwarts. Yeah. It's so much cooler. It's so cool. Yeah. I, I wish that I had watched this growing up, to be honest, and maybe it's something that I will continue to watch because I was really enjoying it and I only saw like <laughs> four very fragmented, like completely different episodes. Yep. What I did was I sent Abby like, like two episodes. I was like, watch these ones. I think you'll get the vibe. And then Abby was like, okay, I'm going to explore more. Um, and so Abby's seen like four episodes yeah. and I, I at one point did watch all of it, but less so now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in my closing thoughts, I, I feel really thankful to have a girl group. I feel like I wish I'd been allowed to dress like a Winx girl when I was in high school. Me too. And these girls really, in a completely non-sexual way, embody fighting bad guys with their titties out. They really do. In a way that's not for the male gaze. Mm -hmm. They just do it. They just do it. It's just what they do. Mm -hmm. And how, like... I hope that when I'm a mother, if I have a daughter, she has media like this to, co to consume and engage with. And also, it needs to be said again how how awesome it is to me how diverse these girls are. Yeah. Not in bodies, but in ethnicity. I really like that. And, and I interests. remember as a kid. And interests. Yeah. Um, I think it looks like what friend groups look like mm -hmm. if friend groups were sci-fi fairies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Who's Your Mommy podcast. Before we go, we want to say a couple of thank yous to the people who made this possible. First of all, thank you to Ruben Ward for our amazing new logos. Thank you to Chase Franklin for creating all the music and transitions we use today. Thank you to Brandon Gorenson for our original logos and to John Gorenson, Travis Ward, Chase Franklin, and Brandon Gorenson for your help with all of our audio equipment. We love you. We love you. And we also love Linda Cardellini. Thank you, Linda, for being our inspiration. Follow us on Instagram, please. We'll DM you back, we promise. <laughs>